Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or video, they are the team to get the job done. If you need professional headshots, wedding photos, you name it, they are the photographers to get the job done. And if you need a wedding videography, a, a movie shot, a commercial, they are the team to get the video job done. So please contact Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for all of your photography and videography needs. Our special guest this week is a former United States Nevada 2014 Lisa Sutton is on the show. I am so excited for Lisa to be on the show for several reasons. She is a well-known and incredible model, pageant contestant, entrepreneur with four individual businesses, both in bakery, real estate, shipping, and clothing. And on top of all of that, she's also running for District 4 in her home state of Nevada. This is someone that has taken her pageant and modeling career and all of her personal volunteering and has taken it to the next level. If there is any person that I personally know that has taken everything that she has worked hard to achieve to the next level, Lisa is the person you need to listen to. Lisa is an incredible person. I am so excited for her, and I really, truly hope you guys enjoy this episode and really Pay attention to all of these valuable pieces of information that Lisa provides to you guys complimentary. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy. And welcome to the show, Lisa. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have one of what I would say one of my favorite pageant friends as well as just... uh, I would consider you a good friend, even though I don't rarely get to talk to you. Um, someone that's definitely excelling in every form, um, even in business life and even in politics. So I'm so excited for you to be on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Well, it's 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 always good to see someone, especially young, um, really trying to excel in all force force of um Forum, uh, forms of life. So, um, let's take it Thank back you. to yeah. No. Um, let's take it back to how did you get in the pageantry, and how did that coincide with your business? So, did you did you do the pageantry, or did you get in the pageantry because you were modeling, or did you do that to promote the business, or? Yeah. So you know, with the pageantry, um. It kind of just, you know, it came up as an opportunity, and at that point, this was like fall of 2013, I was already kind of on the tail end of my modeling career, so I started modeling in like 2006, so um, I saw the pageant as an opportunity to really elevate my um, community service game and have the opportunity to, to give back in a really meaningful way, use the Fashion the Crown as a, a platform to bring attention to these nonprofits that I had already been volunteering with. So um, I decided to compete. And, um, you know, I competed 
I chose to compete in the Miss United States organization at that time because um, at that time in 2013, I had already aged out of the other kind of main systems as well. So Miss America at that time, the age out was 26, uh, or no, sorry, 24, I think. Um, and then again, at that time, you know, age out of Miss USA at 26. And so um, my last chance at a major state title at the Miss level was going to be Miss United States. And so I had the opportunity to compete um, for that. And I was able to win May of 2014 as Miss Nevada United States. Hey, um, well, I just want to make a point to say that just because you age out of the other two, the United States title is not um, a second title in any way. I mean, to my opinion, oh, I, yeah, think that, I think that I think that I think that the crown specifically is probably better than America um, for sure, because um, I love the incorporation of of the Statue of Liberty crown. So, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, I I really credit the Miss United States organization for all the opportunities that I had, and um, certainly our Nevada system at that time. Uh, the executive director was Tannis Smith, and Tannis was my director um, during my entire experience, and. She was just incredible. I mean, she really, you know, she truly cares about her girls and she really built that system from zero to a hundred. Um, it was thanks to her hard work, her dedication and her belief in her girls um, that I think that that organization really prospered under her um, here in Nevada at that time. Well, that's always good to be able to show that you can take a zero from nothing to a fabulous business. And you've done that with two separate businesses. So, I mean, you know how hard that, it, that is. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of work, but you know, the other thing is, is that you don't do it alone. Right. Um, I have great business partners in all of my endeavors. And of course we have, you know, great staff, great teams. Um, and that's what it takes. I really think a collaborative approach and showing the ability that you can work with everyone to share an ultimate goal, which is, you know, to get the job done, you know, do right by your customers, put out a fantastic quality product. Um, all of those things have to be key objectives um, that you share with everyone on your team to work together. So you said the main prior, the main goal of doing the pageant specifically was for your, your foundations that you were and you, the organizations that you are working towards. So, would you mind mentioning those? Yeah, working with you know the community service work, and so, um, you know, I've done work with the Nevada SPCA. They're incredible. They um, at the time they were our state's largest no-kill shelter, um, and you know it's it, especially here in southern Nevada. Um, there's often an influx of um, animals that need homes um, because oftentimes you'll have people who move here um, and. Um, and then they'll move away. So it's like a bit of a transient uh, place sometimes. And so as a result, people sometimes won't take their pets with them. Um, or, you know, you'll have situations where um, people have dogs and they end up having puppies. And then, um, you know, they give those puppies out to friends and family. And then, you know, a year later, you'll see turn-ins. Um, so, you know, the Nevada SPCA is a wonderful organization. They've done a lot of great work here um, in Nevada. Um, Another organization that um, I get a chance to do a lot of work with is called Monday's Dark. Um, I actually served on their board um, before stepping down to, to run for office. And Monday's Dark is amazing. So they're a, a nonprofit here in the community. And um, they focus on um, 
you know, helping as many different charities as possible, almost like a nonprofit conduit, because what they do is they host, it's really fun, um, they host an event two times a week on Mondays, um, sorry, two times a month on Mondays, and the event is a show, um, and all the performers that are in the show are, some of them are strip headlining performers, um, they're all professional performers throughout the city of Las Vegas, and they volunteer their time to be part of um, the show. And the show raises $10,000 in basically two and a half hours uh, for whichever charity partner they charity with or they partner with for that night. And um, it's just incredible. I mean, last December, I believe Monday's Dark had given away its millionth dollar, like they'd given away a million dollars to charity partners. Yeah, throughout Vegas and. Um, they just do so much incredible work and it's really cool. It's founded by, um, a friend of mine, uh, named Mark Shinnuck. Mark is, um, he, he was part of the traveling cast of the Lion King. He's an incredible performer. Um, his background is obviously in performance. Um, and so, uh, he was on the cast of the Lion King. He played Timon. Um, he was also part of the cast of Rock of Ages, which is a, a show that used to be here, I believe at the Venetian. Um, he plays Monty in that show. Um, and so he's just, you know, always been a very vocal supporter of the arts, um, of our charities. And he took it upon himself to create this nonprofit. Um, and it really has just, you know, become kind of a, a Vegas staple and a Vegas tradition. Well, it's obvious that it's making a huge Im- impact, especially at that dollar amount. I mean, when you get to a point where you're donating that much money, you can mm-hmm. really make a difference, you know. Absolutely. Um, so your impact, basically, so you didn't do any pageants before that, and you, you haven't done any pageants after that. So am I, th- that is correct, right? Am I wrong, right? Well, so I competed once before. Okay. Um, it was back in Arizona when I was in college. I competed um, at Arizona America. This was like 2006. Okay. Um, yeah, and I was um, second runner-up. Uh, I won the talent portion. Um, I played the flute, and um, yeah, oh, it was, really? a, it was a wonderful experience. But. You're a flute player? No, no way. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's something I have no idea. So, okay, awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so it, was, it was a great experience. I met a lot of great girlfriends. During so model, show. pageant so contestant, model, pageant contestant, um, hopeful senator, and then uh, um, um, talented uh, performer. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that we can put on that list? I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I'll take it. Right. No, right. Um, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> some of the things where, um, you know, certainly growing up, my parents um, put a big emphasis on school and also fine arts education. So um, gotcha. I had you know tap dance classes, piano lessons, flute lessons, um, all those things. So I'm really grateful for that background. Now, I personally know that your modeling was very extensive and 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 you excelled in it i mean you you in my opinion you could have gone much further if you chose to but i know that you have a you have such an interest in business and you really made your two businesses um your sole life um up to this point where you're running for office what what drew you to modeling and for those clients that those customers listening um what what allowed you to be excel as a model in that that aspect. Yeah. So, you know, back when I 
had really kind of hit my stride and, you know, was able to really extensively um, get involved with modeling, this was like very end of my time in college, like 06. And then um, when I was in grad school, I was in South Florida. And at that time in South Florida, I mean, there's so many beautiful women who live in Miami. Um, but luckily for me, there were like no Asian Americans. <laughs> there were, and there were like no like Asian models, um, certainly print models. And so um, that was totally to my advantage. Um, it's kind of a, a bit of a lesson in marketing and business too, right? That people talk about scarcity of product, right? If you yeah, have a product that is scarce out in the market, uh, there will be a higher demand for it in general, right? No. So um, that's exactly what happened with me. Um, I had the opportunity to get some incredible bookings and work with, you know, amazing photographers and amazing publications because, um, you know, they they needed a certain look. They needed an Asian print model, um, and you know, they had every, all the other kind of looks covered, right? The, the brunettes and the blondes and uh, redheads and. Um, you know, all the other different looks. And, and luckily I was able to, um, you know, get a lot of great bookings because of my look. Well, that, that's great that, you know, you fit, you were able to fit a need that they were, they were looking for that they didn't have. Is that something that you would recommend people specifically paying out for, um, um, making sure that they pay attention to and look for that, find that need that, they could fill in a market in which they um, they are un you know they're not filling that and then go to that market or do you think it's not worth that risk to necessarily make that leap? Um, you know I think it depends on what your your overall goals and and priorities are and your objectives for yourself. Right. The reason I was down in South Florida was because I was going to school full time. I was in grad school, so that's why I was there. Right. Like I didn't move there for modeling. Um, I moved there to uh, be a full-time student and, and be in school. Um, so I think, you know, one of the things that people can do is they can just kind of look at, you know, what are their unique features? Um, you know, of course, you know, so being, being Asian, like uh, that's, that was something that, you know, was kind of that, that luck and opportunity of, of just, I happened to be in a location uh, where they didn't have a lot of Asian models. Um, but, you know, as a model, I think you can look at kind of what your unique attributes are. Um, you know, do you have tattoos? Um, are you someone who's also involved in like a, another community of like, you know, let's say cars or um, motorcycles or um, even boats? Like there's, there's so much niche modeling now um, where if you already have a propensity for that industry, um, you could do really well. You know, I have a, I have a girlfriend who, I mean, this is, you know, back in the day, but um, she would get a ton of work with uh, motorcycle companies. And it was simply because she herself was so knowledgeable about them. She, she, she herself had a motorcycle and she loved it. And um, she loved that community. And so it was just such a perfect fit for her to do a lot of work within that industry because she, she knew it. So it wasn't, it wasn't just, Oh, here's this girl posing by a motorcycle. It was, she can get on it and she can ride it. And then you're getting great shots doing that. And, um, you know, even being a brand ambassador for these different companies, she absolutely could talk the talk and walk the walk because she was genuinely interested in it already. I mean, so, the 
you that, know, I would take a look at that. Yeah, I mean, that's some great advice because uh, I think some people just assume that if you've got a beautiful face, you can just go out there and model. But it definitely sounds like there's a lot behind it um, and finding your niche. It definitely sounds like the most appropriate way to go about it. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, it's another layer that you can add. Because, um, again, you know, there's so many beautiful women out there, um, you know, and it's it, it's truly this this kind of subjective term as well, right? It's everyone's got a different standard of beauty. Every publication has a different standard of beauty. Um, so, you know, how do you stand out? What qualities do you have um, or even what interests do you have that you can also bring to the table to make yourself stand out? So after doing the pageant, do you feel that you've, you got the itch to help and motivate people? And that is that why you're on your path of running for office? Is that, is that the corn, the, the, the stone that started everything, or is it going back to volunteering? Yeah. I mean, the, at the root of it, it's, it's about community engagement. So, um, you know, for me, philanthropy has always been a part of my life and, you know, prior to politics, um, I had given back to charities and volunteered and served on boards I'm simply as like a private citizen, right? That was my way of giving back. Um, and now, you know, in stepping up to run for office in the House of Representatives, um, again, this is my way to give back. This is my way to help Nevadans um, and really hopefully give back in a meaningful way. So while the pageant wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it was a motivator for me to, um, now get into politics, but I will say that it was a great um, preparer and a great primer um, for the work that has to be done. Because during my time as Miss Nevada United States, I did nearly 500 community appearances, volunteering in schools, reading in hospitals, working with nonprofits. And um, around all of that, what I was doing was going out and being in the community. I was out working with folks, talking to people, um, hearing what their issues were, and then kind of figuring out what nonprofits I could route them to and who could help. And, um, you know, in this process now, um, in running for office, um, obviously you have the policy side, um, but then you also have the constituent facing side where, you know, as a public official, you need to be out helping people. Um, that's your job. It, it, that's your role is to um, help your constituents, to help the people. Um, and so that, you know, that, that is a similarity that is shared, um, I think, throughout not only my life, but also during my time uh, with the pageantry as well. Well, I, I, I had remembered that you had mentioned that you had done 500 plus appearances. And to me, that's just the same as what you're doing now, because you have to go out and make sure that you're hearing the word of the people and understanding. I mean, that's just, to me, it's the same thing as campaigning as well as after you win, um, keeping your word and, and letting the voice of the people known when you, when you're back in town to, to get the policies that are more helpful for the, for your, for your people. So, I mean, I, I just see that as a great way to practice. Do you, did you see that, mm -hmm. you know, in retrospect, do you see that was a great way to practice campaigning? Because that's what, I mean, that's how I see it. Those 500 appearances were just campaigns. You were just campaigning for, for Miss <laughs> yeah. Nevada and, and not for, for your own seat. So. Yeah, exactly. It, it, very similar, right? Like I said, you know, cause what you're doing is you're getting out there in the community. Um, 
getting out there in a very tangible way, you know, talking with folks, meeting them, um, you know, having those conversations. Um, and it was very, very similar type of work. Absolutely. How do you incorporate using that model background and, um, state title and then incorporate that into a successful business? So if you have someone out there that maybe wants to start a business, do you, would you encourage them to do a pageant as a way to, to get some notoriety and then start a business? Or do you think that it's not necessarily needed that you don't have to be the face, you could make the brand be the face of its own brand? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's going to have kind of a different path and journey. And, you know, when you compete in a pageant, I think you as a contestant have to really decide why you're competing. Um, what's your overall objective? Why do you want to do this? Because it's, it's, I feel like, in my opinion, if you do it right, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, so why do you want to put yourself through that, right? Why are you doing this in the first place? Um, so I think once you can drill down that purpose, um, that's when you're going to have an experience that you feel fulfilled by. And then everyone's got a different answer for that. Everyone has their own journey and motivation. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Um, I don't think anyone should compete because they think that they can, or uh, compete because they feel like someone else is putting pressure on them too. Um, I think it has to be an individual choice and you can are the only one that can answer why you're competing and what you really want to get out of it. Well, I, I absolutely agree with you that you need to, you need to do or compete in things that you truly believe in, because if someone pushes you to do something, one, it's not, it's not genuine. And two, you're not really going to put your full effort into it. So if you win it, mm -hmm. like you said, you know, you're not going to really want to go to those public appearances. And, you know, you, like you said, you went to 500 appearances that you didn't do that. You didn't do that because you were required to, you did that because you truly believed in, in your title. So. Right. Exactly. And you're willing to put in the work and, and that's what it is, is that, you know, it, it's going to take a daily source of motivation for you to want to consistently put in the work. And so that motivation is going to have to be a lot stronger than just, Oh, I want a crown or I want to do a photo shoot with a crown or, um, you know, it has to be, it has to be strong and purposeful because, you know, there's a lot of time, energy, and effort I get to put in. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 422 3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So Lisa, I keep on mentioning your fabulous businesses, but why don't we tell the audience um, your, your great cupcake company and all the other companies that you do? So run so yeah so um we've got sin city cupcakes we make alcohol infused cupcakes right here in las vegas um elite homes christie's international real estate um we are the exclusive southern nevada real estate brokerage for christie's international real estate 
um, Liquid and Lace, which is a swimmer brand, um, and we sell e-commerce online, liquidandlace.com. Um, and then also a chain of shipping stores. Um, these are like mailbox central packing and shipping stores, kind of like a UPS store, but independent. We service UPS, FedEx, and the Postal Service, um, and they're called Ship Las Vegas. Wow. I mean, I didn't even know about the shipping company. <laughs> yeah, that got started in 2018. So okay. It's still relatively new. But, what, was, the um, was the cupcakes mm -hmm. not busy? <laughs> Were you not? I, I know how busy <laughs> the cupcakes are. You're like, oh, I need to be busier. You know, cupcakes are only 24 yeah, hours a day. Exactly, I need. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, you know, for me, I've always been a fan of diversification. Um, I think as an investor, as a business person, um, you know, many of the, and actually all of the successful people that I know, you know, the, the true financial mentors that I look up to, the business mentors that I look up to, they have multiple streams of revenue. Um, they don't have just one or two lines of income. Um, I think there's even like a meme that's out there now that's like, you know, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Um, and, you know, I think there's, there's absolutely truth to that because um, you just can't predict what'll, what'll happen. And so it's, um, a great way to diversify your portfolio and diversify your streams of income. And, um, you know, if it's possible, team up with um, operations, team, team up with operations staff, team up with a partner who can help you um, diversify your income. Well, I mean, just clear, clearly based on the businesses that you're in and involved in, you're in sectors where there's a very small turndowns. I mean, most people will buy sugar and buy and buy um, treats no matter if they're poor or not. Um, most people are always trying to buy a house or sell a house. Um, people will always go to the beach and, you know, someone's got to ship something. So those are four sectors of the economy that you're pretty much um, pretty good in. So those are pretty good um, sectors of the economy to be in, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've, you know, they've definitely served me well and um, they're definitely, um, you know, diversified in, in relation to uh, being kind of hedged against seasonality, right? So, uh, you know, there's a certain time of year that people tend to wear swimsuits. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with the cupcakes, for example, um, you know, we'll see certain spikes throughout the year of when we're just more busy than other times, right? Um, even with the shipping, you know, obviously holiday season, that's that's a big spike that's busy. Um, so with the seasonality, even within each company, um, they've been able to kind of be spread out and kind of help balance each other as well. Well, it's, it's great that you continue. I'm, I'm sure that you will add more to your portfolio, but I, I'm, I know that you're focused on your race now. Um, I'd love for you to tell us more about why you decided to, to run for, for local seat. So, and, uh, and I, I can't, imagine a better person i mean uh red blue aside you are a really good person and i know that you will do good things for your for your um local community and um i know that you have a strong heart for community so i really do encourage people to vote for you um no matter what side of the aisle because i think lisa really is a genuine person and lisa will Lisa doesn't, in my opinion, um, she really works hard to be a genuine person. So I think just asking her a question, I think she would give you a genuine question on how she sees things. So, 
Well, thank you, Paul. I really appreciate that. No. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it. I think it's incredibly important for um, our government and our elected officials to be accountable and to be transparent. Um, and so I look forward to, you know, continuing that um, in my life and, and bringing that to public service. Um, but as far as, you know, why I decided to run, um, you know, it's, it's something I, I say often, um, even on social media too, but, you know, 2020 is the year for private sector individuals like myself to come off the sidelines. Um, you know, I think for far too long, we've kind of left it to career politicians and, um, you know, that's not, it, it hasn't resulted in, in, um, you know, results that are good for everybody. And I think, especially now with how toxic uh, the current political climate is and how partisan it can get, um, you know, we really need people from within the community who um, have given back in tangible ways through philanthropy, you know, without any sort of political lean or agenda, who are now coming off the sidelines and saying, you know what, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to run, I'm going to put myself in this position to hopefully make a change, make a difference. Um, and it's going to take, it's going to take that, um, people who just weren't involved before, like myself to, um, get engaged and get involved and encourage others who were not always involved in politics, um, get them off the sidelines, you know, get them registered to vote, get them involved, get them active. Um, and that's what it's going to take to bring that fresh energy, um, to get things done. Well, I agree with you. We need to see some fresh faces, but we need, in my opinion, we need to see some more female fresh faces and young mm -hmm. uh, female fresh faces. So I really appreciate uh, you stepping up so young because I know that it takes a large burden to to run a campaign um, and to do this. Um, so and and you know you're taking away time from your businesses, especially during the climate we're in. So. Um, I really appreciate you stepping up there and doing that. So um, I know that your policies are completely different, but um, were you motivated um, by OC and seeing how she got that well spread? Um, and she was also a very blue collar person was, and then raised up. Is that had any motivation or this was something that was really building in, in front of you and, and inside of you for a long time and that you knew you needed to do it regardless of other people doing it on their own? Yeah, you know, politics is not in the plan. Um, so it wasn't something that I had, um, you know, considered for a long time and kind of held on to it and thought about it. Um, really how a lot of how this came up about was, you know, from my shipping store in the heart of the northeast of Las Vegas, um, my customers there, um, I had heard from my customers there that they were upset with the current congressman, um, that he had moved to Virginia and they weren't happy about that, um, that he wasn't doing his job, that his um, office never called people back, that he wasn't helpful and that he wasn't around. And I thought that wasn't right. Um, and that's when I decided to run against him. So your local state allows your congressman to not have a residence in the state that he represents? He's No, it's not allowed. Oh, he's not allowed. <laughs> so, oh, he's doing it. Yeah, he's, it's not allowed. He's yeah, doing so, it illegally. Um, okay. So he's, well, so he's, you know. Or he um, has a second so house. Are, so, he, so he's a congressman for um, U.S. House of Representatives on the federal level representing Nevada's 4th District, which is the election that I'm running in. Right. It's the seat I'm running for. And what the rules say is that you have to be a resident of Nevada. That's what I thought. Right. So, um, you know, he, 
he still like maintains a property in North Las Vegas. But, but he doesn't live there. He moved. Yeah, he moved to Virginia so much wow. so that like his kids used to go to school in Vegas. Now they're enrolled in school in Virginia. <laughs> like there's a secret about that. Like it's too obvious, you know. Um, I hope he, he even. Said, I hope he, he used was, that he in was your interviewed. Camp. Yeah, I mean, he was interviewed in 2018 about the move. And, and the way he characterized it was that it was a family decision, that it was, like, better for him and his family, for his family to move to Virginia. Well, then you don't represent and the people of Nevada, exactly. then. Exactly. Yes, I mean, that's a exactly. simple— like, Right. And you don't take taxpayers' dollars to pay yourself a salary exactly. for an area that you just no longer represent, that you're not part of anymore. So in my opinion—and I'll say this— and you, you don't have to agree with it. In my opinion, you have no representation because your representation is being represented by a gentleman in Virginia because he doesn't know right. he's not. That's horrible. Right. Like, how can you possibly know what's affecting a community, um, you know, or how can you possibly know what would truly help a community if you just are not active and part of it? So it should be, in my opinion, um, just with enough um, courage and people aware of the situation that you should be a slam dunk just based on they're not around. I mean, you can't be a parent if you're if you're not parenting. You can't represent mm -hmm. if you're not if you're not representing your you know you know I I think that's a no brainer. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, there's there's a myriad of, of issues, of but course. that's definitely high on the list um, in relation to why it's so important for people to, to stand up for their communities and, and really step up to the game if you see something that doesn't sit right with you. And, you know, the fact that the current congressman lives in Virginia absolutely does not sit right with me. It doesn't sit right for me, and I'm... Uh, and I'm a paying taxpayer in the state of Maryland. So I think that right. <laughs> every single person yeah. that decides to take the job of being a, a uh, local uh, a voted consequence, I just messed up that word, um, yeah. <laughs> needs to rely in the state they were voted on. And they need to um, regularly go back and have local forums and, 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 and get evaluations. So. I mean, otherwise, how do you know what we want you to vote on? You know, so right. Are are you are you finding? Are you getting some really good responses? Are you feeling positive? Um, when is, is did Namada have their local um, election yet? Um, so in June is our primary election. So okay. I'm just you know two weeks away. So fingers crossed, um, I will emerge um, as the winner, and then I'll go up again in November for the general election. So I've really got kind of two elections ahead of me. Of course. Um, well, that's so still it's, exciting, too. So. <laughs> yeah. So are, are the numbers trending up? Do you have a— Yeah, you know, we, we have great feedback from people, and, um, you know, I think it's it's really important for us to just you know, keep our, our eyes focused on the objective, head down, doing work, and— um, you know, if it's if if it's in God's plan and I'm meant to emerge victorious, um, we're going to do everything that we can to to assist that and help that. But you know, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Um, what what have they decided for election for the 
um, are they doing mail-in or are they, or you have to go there in person? What, what's the rules of Nevada? So for this primary in June, it got changed to all mail-in. Um, and okay. that is a first time change. That's never been the case here in Nevada before. We've always done live to the polls voting. Um, and so it got changed to all mail-in for this primary in June. Um, and you know, that was a, that, that's just part of, you know, what we now have to right. put yeah, in course. our messaging and, and, and deal with it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're, that should help you? Or do you think you just need to also encourage people to, to look out for that? Like it's something they it's going to be a new thing. So it might be a challenge as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people are just simply not used to voting by mail. Um, and so uh, there, we do have an option here uh, recently that the election department opened up and said you can come drop off your ballot in person if you choose to. And so uh, there have been some people doing that as well. Oh, well, that sounds like a good idea. Um, assuming that they're doing mm -hmm. their, their, you know, six feet and they're wearing their mask and they're doing everything can to, to stay safe. So um, right. Mm -hmm. um, I know here in our state of Maryland, we did go to Maryland and um, uh, I'm concerned about what the future would be, but I also don't want anyone to take huge risks to vote for, for in a major election too. I, I'm concerned either way. Are you concerned um, being on the, the, the major ballot in November and it all being um, mail-in or you're just going to take that bullet when it comes, if it comes. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee it going that way um, here in November. Um, I do think, you know, we will be able to cast a ballot in person if you choose to, or, you know, they would still allow for absentee mail and ballot to occur. Um, I think that's what's going to happen in November, but you know, if that's not the case and it gets switched to all mail-in, um, you know, we'll, we will, you know, have to deal with that as that comes. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Lisa, before I let you go, um, is there anything about the campaign that um, you definitely want to tell the listeners? And uh, also, because we definitely have a lot of pageant and modeling, um, do you have any helpful tips um, that would help anyone starting off that you would recommend because you get gave a really great tip about perhaps uh, you know seeking a need or finding something that's really passionate and then focusing on that but if you have another um good um thing to pass on everyone is always appreciative yeah of course um well so you know in relation to uh, the campaign um you know i'm just i'm so grateful for this opportunity um, and I'm so grateful to, uh, you know, my supporters. Um, you know, I've, I've had many Nevadans tell me they're engaging with politics for the first time or re-engaging with politics 
um, because of my campaign. And um, that's been a large part of my messaging is, you know, encouraging people like myself to come off the sidelines. Hey, let's get engaged. Let's get involved. And, um, you know, so I'm so appreciative to, you know, my friends all around the country, including yourself, um, who also have been just so supportive of, you know, my, my candidacy and my race. And um, so I'm just, I'm so filled with gratitude from that angle, um, you know, about the campaign. And regardless of what happens, um, you know, I will be grateful for this experience and opportunity. Um, in relation to, um, you know, if you're starting out in modeling, um, you know, absolutely drilling down a niche, I think is really helpful right now. Um, but also just, you know, find ways to get yourself out there. Um, whether that's that community engagement, um, being part of the community, volunteering, um, you know, getting a chance to put yourself in a place where you will just meet new people and meet more people. Um, that's always, I think, the best and kind of organic way to network. Um, and then, you know, if there's if there's a way for you to collaborate and cross-promote with people, that's always a, a great accelerator, um, especially in your modeling career. So if you ha let's say you have a friend who just started a clothing company or, you know, someone who makes hats or whatever, you know, offer to help them. Um, and you'll find that there, you know, ends up being a lot of great organic uh, marketing that happens when you end up cross-promoting and collaborating with others. Um, and that, to me, is, is just really the best way to grow. Lisa, how do you find time in the day? I mean, uh, we, we just demonstrated that you're running for office. You have four businesses. Um, you have a very lovely dog that was being a part of the show. And... Uh, <laughs> And you also have a significant other. How do you juggle all that? Like, I, I don't know how you do. And you also have to do campaigning. You have to, you know, go out and see people. So how does that, how does that all work? Yeah. So, you know, one, you know, when it comes to the businesses, you know, I don't do anything alone. I have great business partners and everything that I do. You know, we have great teams, we have great staff. Um, and, you know, even with my boyfriend, Corey, um, you know, I'm really grateful to him because he, um, really steps up like as a partner, right? So it's like if I if I'm spread thin and there's things I can't do or tasks I can't get to or you know whatever it is, like he is willing to step up and help um, and and be someone to you know kind of help share that load. Um, and that's what you need, you know. I think for for people to you know be able to manage their schedule and really pursue the things that they feel passionately about, um, you can't do it alone. You can't have a you know, kind of soloist or um, isolationist mentality because there's only so much that you personally physically can do in a 24-hour period. Um, so, you know, how do you how do you spread those responsibilities around? How do you really just kind of be able to focus and drill in on the core things that you're really good at um, and then get out of the way of the others so that way um, you can get more done um, by having teams and being willing to collaborate and partner with others. So if I can break that down just a little bit, does that mean that, in my opinion, do you think you do a really excellent job at management and finding leadership in, within those different departments and you find really great stars to really facilitate those businesses or those departments and doing really well? And do you think you do a great job of just overseeing and managing because it sounds to me you've done a really great job of managing from, from afar because otherwise your businesses would not be operating. So you must be doing that right. So am I stretching that out and not proceeding that right? Or is that correct? 
I mean, I, th- I think you have to be communicative, right? There, there's like extreme communication that happens, you know, um, daily. Um, so being communicative and being accountable uh, to your team, because um, of course, you know, there, there are some things only you can take care of, um, but then there are other things that don't have to be taken care of by you. And those are things you can delegate out. Those are things your partners, you know, take on themselves to handle whatever that may be. So having that communication around, well, what are my roles and responsibilities? What are your roles and responsibilities? How are we working together to achieve our common goal? Um, I think having that extreme communication and accountability, because if you, if you take it on, you say, yes, I'm going to do A, B, and C, you better get those things done. Um, Because I think that's where things can start to fall apart is if you expect everyone else to kind of pick up the slack or, or take on roles and responsibilities that you yourself are supposed to be doing. I mean, to be honest, if you were running for my local seat, uh, I would be so impressed because um, I would love to have someone who is young and and committed and 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 female and and is ready to be in the fight. And it sounds like to me you're you know how how to manage and, and get things done. So to me, you sound like a great candidate. So. I really well, hope you. I really hope that we, uh, your list, the listeners out there, uh, see how great candidate you are. So, thank you, thank you so much for your support. No, no problem. Um, I really appreciate you supporting my show and coming on our coming on the show and just taking a little bit of time out of your show, uh, out of your day. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Lisa. Thank you. Have a great day. Lisa, wow. Um, thank you so much for your time. I am so impressed by you as always. Um, I can't imagine a better person representing District 4 in Nevada than you. Um, simply um, because of your effort and all of the businesses you represent, you own businesses in that area and it's important to understand the people that you represent. That's a perfect reason right there. Second of all, the person that is the current representative of District 4 doesn't even live there. Come on, guys. Lisa is more than qualified. Don't let the current person take that position and live in Nevada and live in Virginia. That's just ridiculous. Thank you, Lisa. God bless you. And we're rooting for you. Thank you so much for all of our listeners. Don't forget, we also have, on top of our podcast that you are listening to, the Total Focus Podcast, we also have our movie review show called The Movie Breakdown with our co-host, Yvonne Carlos. So, on top of our wonderful, incredible podcast, we also have our movie breakdown. I'm really excited for all the new things we're going to be talking about. So please stay tuned and please throw us some ideas if there are some things you would like us to review. And as always, please like, comment, and subscribe both on iTunes and on YouTube is where this show is being produced and being um, provided. And as always, please stay tuned.